So welcome here. Have y'all had a good day? So far, so far, so far. Rain through all that rain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. the Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Praise God. Happy to get it. Yep. Oh yeah. Mhm. Yes. How's everybody? Hello. Doing good in you. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, St. Paul. Hello. 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 I think it was your nephew. Uh, yes. yes, yes, yes. So he still got some more tests he's going to have to undergo. But I thank uh-huh. you all for asking about him. And uh, uh-huh. to, to uh, keep him lifted up in prayer. His name is Jeremy. Okay. Jerry. Okay. Jerry. Oh, Jerry. 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 Okay. Like the guy who gets to do the subway, Jerry. No, God, okay. Yesterday, and she did well. So, uh, that's thank that's you. Good. Yes. Yes. Well, it is it's 817. I want to get started as far as our time of, of devotion and prayer that's is concerned. And uh, mm-hmm. there are several scriptures I want to go over, so I'm going to put us on mute. And our scripture comes from Matthew chapter 5, uh, starting at verse uh 14, you are the light of the world, a city built on a hill that cannot be hid. No one, after lighting the lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Matthew 7, verse 13 reads, even through the narrow gate, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who will find it. And then Luke chapter 8, reads like 16, reads like this. No one after lighting a lamp hides it under a jar or put it under a bed but puts it on a lampstand so that those who may enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Then pay attention to how you listen, for to those who have, more will be given, and from those who do not have, even what they seem to have 
will be taken away. John chapter 1 verse 12 reads, But to all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave power to become children of God. And then Ephesians 6.16 reads, With all these, take the shield of faith, which is with you, to be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And then I want to share with you 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. We know that we are God's children and that the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. I want to talk to you all tonight about knowing your real identity, knowing your real identity. We have to admit that Satan is real. Um, the Bible tells us that the culture is under his control, which means that Satan does whatever he wants. However, Satan cannot do what he wants with those who are followers of Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that Christians can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one with the shield of faith. Satan shooting flaming arrows at believers implies that there's a distance between us and the devil. He cannot touch us, but he tries to shoot his arrows at us. These arrows are the lies which he wants to deceive us. We must use our shield of faith to protect ourselves from the devil's lies. Our faith comes from the firm knowledge of being a new creation in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that as Christians, we know that we are born of God. That is our real identity. We are not of the evil one. We're not on the broad highway that leads to destruction. We're taking the trail that is less traveled. We belong to God because our faith is in Jesus Christ. In today's culture, you all have heard about uh, identity theft, uh, identity fraud, mistaken identity, even folks changing their identity. It is important for us to keep our social identity secure. It's even more important for us to be secure in our spiritual identity. You and I need to know what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We need to understand what our lives should look like when we decide to follow Jesus, which means there should be some real changes happening in our hearts that will be reflected in our everyday lives. We need to live new lives with new habits, lives of discipleship rather than lives of sin. This happens from the inside out. First of all, we must know whose we are. Jesus said we belong to him. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. We live in the culture, but we're not of the culture. We're not under the same spell of the evil one with the rest of the world. Your life and my life needs to be significantly different from the lives of unbelievers. That's how they know we are believers. Christ likened his disciples to a lamp that is put on the table and lights the entire house. We are compared to a city that stands on a hill 
inviting weary travelers to take rest. As Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to live exemplary lives. Can do everything that everyone else does. We can only do what we know that we belong to our Heavenly Father. Christians secure in their godly identity will reflect Jesus Christ and give him glory on a daily and a consistent basis. I would dare say that happens through the process of sanctification. And sanctification is the daily opportunity for God to do positive transformation in our lives. So tonight, as I close this call out, just remember who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Yes. 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 Uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, to be with you all um, tonight, and so uh, prayer, prayer concerns. If you all would share those at this time, Pastor. Pastor. Yes. I the family. All right. Um, my 11-year-old granddaughter, she's still well in um, COVID. She's tested positive twice and got to be tested again tomorrow. So please continue to lift her up in prayer. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We will do that. The Trevor God, the Brown family. The okay. Wells family. family. Yes. Right. The Smith family. family. My granddaughter, family, 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 but please keep him lifted in prayer. All right. Brother Underwood, Deacon Underwood. Yes, we're going to lift up Deacon Underwood. Yeah. As well as um, uh-huh. Ellen Alexander and Angela McDonald and Ted Pearson. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Reverend Dr. Scott. Prayer for you, Pastor, that you made it back home to us safe and sound and and yes. we enjoyed hearing yes. you Sunday. There was so yes. awesome. Yes. Awesome. Happy 
and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to uh, fellowship and to be reminded of our real identity in you, um, to come together and have uh, this time of prayer where we can lift out the prayer concerns of each other uh, and give you glory and adoration. God, right now, as we come to you uh, in this moment of prayer, it's something we don't take for granted. Thank you, O oh God. For all the prayer concerns that have been raised to you right now, you know how to deal with each one of them individually. And God, even as we were mentioning the prayer concerns tonight, and uh, I couldn't tell who was saying what, but you could. That's why you're God, and beside you, there is no other. You heard each and every one of our prayer concerns and requests uh, in a very individual manner, and you will deal with them and answer them according to your divine and sovereign will. For that, Lord, we, we bless your name. As we come on this night, you have heard the various concerns that have been lifted. Uh, God, we have people who have had surgery. We pray for their keeping power right now. We have persons who are going through loss and grief. We pray that you will comfort their spirits. We particularly uh, lift up with a, great, um, uh, with a great weight, of course, our pastor emeritus, uh, Dr. Paul Drummond and his wife, uh, Sister Thomasina, Lady Thomasina. We lift up, oh God, um, uh, others, particularly our Haitian brothers and sisters down on the border um, who are being deported. And God, we pray right now that you will um, empower us to be a blessing to that nation that is still reeling from the devastation of the earthquake several weeks ago. God, I thank you for the St. Paul Church. Um, tomorrow will be my 53rd birthday, and yet, God, you have gifted me with a wonderful, wonderful group of people to do life with, and I don't take that for granted. So I thank you, oh God, for their for their graciousness, their kindness. Um, just love them, oh God. Uh, St. Paul people, they're salt of the earth. And I thank you, oh God, for uh, allowing me to become better because I'm with them. Now, God, as we prepare to close out this prayer, I pray you will bless each and every person on this call in a special way, individually in a special way. Touch them as only you can, oh God, and 
give them good night rest. And then, oh God, um, allow for them to uh, see a new day and be fresh and renewed to handle whatever you assign their hands, hearts, and head. Now, God, as we leave from this call, but never from your presence, keep us in your care until we're able to join you, be it in physical form or online. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the people of God said, Thank you so much, Pastor Scott, for your wonderful message and the prayer. Love you all. Love you all.